welcome to the inaugural episode of Coach's Corner here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. My name is Mike Teague, and I'm joined, as always, by Jeff Melton. And Jeff, this is the first episode of Coach's Corner that we'll be going throughout uh, the rest of this season, the rest of this year. Why don't you give uh, some of our listeners at home just a preview of maybe what they can expect and uh, what their the, your overall thoughts are on just uh, bringing this content to them. Yeah, we definitely wanted to just give an avenue for all of our fans at home to listen to our our head coaches, as well as some of our assistants throughout the year. So we will be diving in a little deeper um, inside the X's and O's a little bit as we go throughout and as well as what what's going on lives of the team, how they're impacting them, how they're serving them, how they're guiding them towards Christ more and how they're building that team identity throughout the year and how that transitions between the preseason, kind of the, the non-conference state, and then you're getting down towards conference, moving into postseason, hopefully, and how all the, how they, they shape their rosters throughout the year and, you know, what kind of identities they want their teams to take, you know, on a year in, year in, year in year out basis, you know, depending on the, the talent and, and how everything gels together. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome because as you and I know, we work with our coaches daily. We see them uh, on a daily level. They're incredible people, right? They've got some awesome ones. And I think it was fitting that we start uh, as you had a conversation with a uh, head basketball coach on, on the men's side, Rhett Soliday, uh, a legend around these parts. You know, he's, he's always calling other people legends. And so I feel like it's fitting to call him a legend, but a legend here at Vanguard. And uh, he's discussed that 2019, 20. 20 squad and then really kind of reliving some of his favorite moments as a coach of the Lions and um, also just talking about some of the great things that he does with this team so uh, I know you know everyone should be excited to hear this conversation anytime you get a chance to listen to Rhett Soliday speak it's a good thing right and so uh, Jeff I know you just had a conversation with him and so uh, we'll go ahead and, and pop into that one and so here is Jeff Melton's conversation with head men's basketball coach Rhett Soliday. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Coach's Corner with Rhett Soliday, the direct, uh, head coach of the men's basketball team at Vanguard, entering year 10 here. Um, so we're going to sit down, just discuss a little bit of the upcoming season, and then going back into some of your favorite memories. I'm guessing the 2014 National Championship will be on that list by the time we get there. But why don't we first just start talking with, you know, kind of where you're at with your team. You lost a lot of seniors off last year's team that made the National Championship again. Um, won uh, most home games in history and reached that 25-win threshold last year. So got a lot of youth, I'm sure, on the team that we're going to have to build up quickly. Yeah, for sure. We we actually just had a staff meeting uh, right after practice today, and we were talking about uh, basically what's our rate of learning right now. Um, last year, we had five seniors on the team that all played a significant role uh, last year, and, and most of them had a significant role the previous year, all except one, actually. Um, and so that senior class set an incredible tone, which included, um, you know, Connor Kennedy, whose grandfather was a longtime coach here, and the court is named after um, Bill and Shirley Reynolds Court. And so there was just a ton of pride, a ton of deep conviction about how to play the game the right way, about how to be tough together and selfless. And, and that team uh, was a fun group to coach because of that. Uh, this group will be equally as fun to coach. Uh, we're just we're figuring out right now we're learning at a little bit different rate right now because of the number of new guys with seven into the program. Uh, but the talent is there. Uh, the athleticism is there. We are a more athletic team and a better shooting team uh, than we had last year, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Now we just it'll it'll come down to how quickly we can learn 
uh, listen, learn, and apply how we can become a, a sharper executing team uh, than we currently are. And the good news is October 26th will be here pretty soon. And we're playing probably, you know, in my opinion, maybe the top division two on the West coast this year in Concordia. Uh, they have a really nice roster. And so we'll, we'll get exposed on the things that we need to grow in and, and we'll also get to see what we can do against a great team. So that'll be exciting. Definitely. So last year's team Concord was defense and rebounding you know, putting pressure on them, turning them over, creating points off your defense. What do you think the calling card of this year's team is going to be? Yeah, you know, ironically, I think uh, this year's team can can be um, equally as tough, maybe better defensively, just because we're more athletic. But that's certainly not where we're at right now. Yeah. You know, this where we're at now defensively doesn't match the peak of where that team got to last year, nor should it, but... Yeah. But if this team figures it out in terms of their ability to impose their will defensively, they can they have the potential to be even more dynamic. Um, and, and probably gives us, we have a lot of really good versatility uh, options to go to in terms of different defenses. Like I think we could go to stick with our pressure man stuff. We could also play some zone and extend, trap and do some of those type of things too to, to try to keep the opponent off balance. Um, so that's something we're excited. But the other thing that I think this team does is they shoot the ball really well. Uh, we have more shooters. We returned probably our two best shooters, Brandon Brothers and Isaiah Gentry, and we've added some guys to that roster that are really dynamic as shot makers. Um, and so I'm excited to see this team play, play really well together, sharing the ball, and set each other up for open shots. Yeah, in addition to those seniors who lost last year, we lost um, two all G-Stack players, Malachi Hussein, Jeremy McKay. Uh, Malachi, five-year guy. Yep. Uh, owns the record for the most threes. So, you know, both losing your, your starting two and your, your big in the middle, obviously yep. you went on the recruiting trail hard yep. to replace those guys. What, what is what is this year's recruiting class besides the athleticism? What are they going to bring to the table yeah. to, you know, get us back in the mix for, for a conference championship? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, specifically. Plus, Devin Riley was a, was a uh, double-figure scorer as well. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that those three guys had, along with Connor and Jaden, was just pure – toughness and grit like malachi was just a refuse to lose guy mm -hmm. jeremy's preparation was off the charts he got himself mentally physically ready to compete at his highest level every single day um and and devin was, was tough Jaden was tough those guys just just deep depth of character and and toughness and grit um you know, Jaden, same thing those guys were just winners so with that i think i think these guys these new guys coming in know that there is an expectation of um, working to achieve a level of competitive excellence that those guys display. Um, some specific guys that we really need to be good. You know, we, I, we have uh, we have four transfers that have come in through freshmen, um, and all those transfers we need them to have an impact in, in a major way. Um, you know, Mike McGee uh, and Kieran Hayward, um, both junior transfers, and those guys bring a really dynamic scoring punch. Um, and then Aziz. Uh, Sec, who's a transfer from Northern Arizona, um, he is as long and as athletic as any player we've ever had, um, and he has the ability to really influence the game in the paint. 
Um, and then and then Masi Mohammadi, a junior college transfer. He's, he's a guy that averaged 19 games a freshman in junior college last year, made over 100 threes. Um, you know, Kieran played, uh, he's from Australia, he played at, at a high major, he went to LSU out of high school. So he played in the SEC, I think he played like 18 minutes at Kentucky as a freshman, you know, like that. So he's been in big games, big environment. Um, he's not scared of the moment. And then, you know, those other two guys are going to be high level impact guys for us as well. Really excited. And they love, the biggest thing about that group of is they love the game. Like, um, you know, Mike McGee played at Cypress College just down the road, and he played for a great coach, and Coach Drew there. And there's there's four guys in that transfer class that just absolutely love to be, love to compete, um, and they're just kind of learning the line way. And once they figure that out, I think they'll hit the ground running. And then our freshman class, you know, um, huge upside, huge talent there. John Shear, uh, Juwan Ganayu, two local guys from uh, J. Sarah, and uh, Juwan from J. Sarah. And um, John from Korean Lutheran, and then Nico, um, Nico Dask is right here in Costa Mesa, and he's one of the top players Costa Mesa High School's ever had. So I love that our freshman class is built up of some really great local kids, and then our transfer class is made up of you know some some guys transferring from out of the area, with the exception of Mike, that bring a different dynamic, and we've got some fun international flavor. Kieran from Australia, um, Aziz from Senegal, Juwan is from Nigeria, so we just. Our guys are having a ton of fun together, just getting to know each other, different personalities. And so that's been a ton of fun to see. And, and they're starting to put it together on the court, too. So it's been fun. Moving off the court, you guys actually got back. You had your team retreat last weekend. Yes. Walk us through a couple of highlights uh, of what you guys bonded together. You were telling us a little bit about it in the office today. TK likes to use the word shenanigans. There was, he said, anytime you want a team trips, there's always a ton of shenanigans. So that could show up in a lot of different ways. That could be uh, guys pranking each other and, you know, <laughs> um, or we're playing our team decathlon. And, and some guys, you get to see how guys handle losing because the, the running joke is if you're playing against the coaches, you're at some point you're going to experience losing. And so this was actually, I think we've, uh, so every year when we do our team decathlon, I was adding it up. I think the coaches have actually won the decathlon previous six out of nine years. And this year on on the trip, uh, the coaches actually came up short. Oh, we were tied with another team going into the last event. And then there was a team right behind us in the scoring. And the team that was right behind us and the other team passed us up in the last event and won the decathlon. And as you can imagine, they went crazy. And once the other teams figured out that the coaches were in jeopardy, of potentially losing, it it then became everybody rallied around the other team to beat the coaches. So everyone was against the coaches, which was fun to see. And the guys went nuts when the other team won. So I was I've always told the guys every year, hey, every time we go on our team retreat, I'm hoping you guys find a way to beat us. I just don't know if you're going to figure out how to come <laughs> together soon enough to beat the coaches. And it was cool to see them come together and beat us. Uh, it, it was pretty fun. We were trying like crazy to to get the upper hand, but they they pulled it out. So, and you guys were up at a ranch nearby, right? Yeah, so it was awesome. So we went to uh, Brad and Erica Davis's ranch. Brad's a former assistant here. Uh, he was an assistant on our national championship team and was our defensive coordinator for years. And they have they they bought that ranch up there. Brad's a teacher, um, and Erica works at Crossline Church. But they bought that ranch. It was a dream of Erica's. Um, to create a ministry for kids and youth through using horses. Um, so her ministry is called the Hitching Post, and they partner um, they partner one kid uh, who's been through any sort of traumatic event. They partner a kid with a mentor and with a horse, and um, basically help 
um, through the, the connection with the animal and with a mentor, help that child begin to process some of the um, hardships they've been through, some of the traumatic stuff they've been through. And it's been just an amazing ministry. I know there's various local churches are looking to partner with them now. Um, and it's really catching the eye of a lot of major churches in the area and stuff like that. So it's an amazing ministry. Part of what we did up there is the guys got to half the group went and worked with the horses while the other half uh, helped them out to build a pig pen. Because one of the things about the ranch is no matter who goes up there, whether it's a child or a group like ours, part of everyone's experience when they go to the ranch is they all learn, they all serve at some point. On the, um, even the kids do that. So they get the, they get the joy of serving at the ranch mentor. So our serve project was built pig, uh, pig pen. And they have two potbelly pigs up there that needed to get moved from the neighbors into a new pig pen. And the cool thing was Brad and Eric and Keith gave us very simple instructions, just a few instructions, and then the rest we had to figure it out. So the guys, they had to focus on communication. They had to focus on problem solving, um, finding solutions instead of focusing on the problem. There was a few problems with, you know, challenges with how to set up the, the, the gates properly and how to drive the posts. And we had guys up there working with their hands and a couple guys were getting blisters. They were working so hard. And so half with the horses, half with the pig pen, and then they built half of it. And then we switched that first group that was working in the pig pen went with the horses and the horse group went and finished off the pig pen. And it was, it was really, it was really cool. And and then after each experience, we got our groups together and we summarized what they learned, what they observed. Um, and, and they got to really see the power of team, the power of communication. And they also got to really experience like just, especially through the horses, like just how amazing God is and how amazing creation is. Because when you really start learning about horses and how they communicate, how they think, how they function, how they react emotionally to our emotions and things like that, you can just see the beauty in creation. And a lot of our guys commented on that, how amazing that was. So that was fun. How many of you guys do you have been around horses prior to this? Very few. In fact, a few of our guys who do have some experience with in, in agricultural settings are actually a couple of guys that were scared of horses because of past experiences. And they, oh, wow. they had to overcome that. And so it was, it was pretty cool, too, to see. Erica had some observations, too, from some of our guys the year before who were much more hands-off and disengaged that now had transitioned and taken a step of faith to say, I'm going to engage this year and overcome some fears and, you know, working with a big animal like that. So we had the guys lead horses all around the stable and learn some techniques with how to work with them. It, it was really cool. That's awesome. So stepping off the court, you know, what, uh, what's going on in the, the lives of the guys in spiritually, academically and all those things, you know, as we're in this kind of brewing period right now before the, the official season starts here at the end of October. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, they are, you know, whether it's a guy who has been walking with the Lord for a long time or a guy that's doing his faith, um, the cool thing to see is every guy right now is at a stage where they're, where they're being challenged to think different about where they're at and where they're going. And so, like, it was fun on our retreat, too, to build a, as a team to work the beginnings of our mission and purpose statement for who we're going to be as a team, um, identifying those things that we need to believe about the group in order for it to become real and that we need to daily speak into existence. And it was cool to hear the guys share a lot of their thoughts. The one thing I love about this team is um, this team has a high level of respect for each other. And the fact that everybody comes from different walks of life, you know, we've got guys, you know, we got guys that grew up in inner city LA. We got guys that grew up in rural Texas and we got guys, you know, from uh, other, other countries um, and everything in between. And, and so to see this group really, build and develop a mutual respect for each other and to really show value to each other because of who they are and who God says they are. Has been really so, you know, some of our guys have been walking with Jesus for a long time and some 
the Vanguard experience is new. It is new to them um, in terms of, you know, they, they've maybe identified that this is something I really want to pursue, but they're, they're still learning they're young in faith, you know? And so um, to see like on a trip like that, to see God just orchestrate really unique um, settings for them to come together as a team has been cool. And then to see it um, throughout the beginning of the semester, you know, we, it's fun to see, you know, have a guy come in that I'm still getting to know that's a new guy and say, coach, I'm struggling in this class. And then to be able to have some of those conversations that ultimately, you know, a lot of the reason they struggle is because of lack of preparation or it's because of a fear they have to overcome or they think they're not a good student or, or they're, or they're lazy, you know, and, they, and, they, and laziness just kind of, kind of taken over because maybe high school was easy or whatever, you know, whatever. So it's fun to see how all of those conversations on various levels get to turn into gospel conversations about, um, you know, hey, this is where you're at, but, you know, what, what does God see in you? You know, and where does he think? Um, you should be going, can be going in your life. What does he say you're capable of versus what you think you're capable of um, in, in this life? And so, um, yeah, we've had a lot of those really cool conversations. And uh, the one thing I love doing is going to lunch with our guys. During the school year, my favorite thing is to sit out at the table at the cafeteria with the guys and just have lunch. I don't talk much. I just like to listen to what's going on with them. You can pick up those conversations that you, you know, to help them with something. So, yeah, we've been doing a lot of lunch with the guys. So as a as a coach, I know every day you're looking forward, trying to get better, you're trying to win those things. I'm gonna force you to look backwards now and kind of look back over nine years here at Vanguard and the highs and lows and peaks and valleys. Yeah. What a you know, you took over this program. It was kind of at a, a low point, you know, with long training coach um, not being able to make it to the top of the G SAG. Kind of reached the mountaintop there. Um, and now we're back from fighting for that, you know, that top off the G SAC, which is the toughest conference out there. What would you say is your highlight so far? Yeah, you know, I've always said like a lot of people have asked about like our national championship year and all that. And that's certainly anytime you can finish the season winning the last game, um, no matter when it is, even if you're not gonna make the conference tournament. When you can finish winning the last game, that's always a great feat. You feel like you finished on a high note, you know. And so, for us, winning that title was 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 simply we got to win the last game of the year with a special group, which was awesome. Um, and then it's something nobody can take away from us, which is another great feeling. But I've always said, win or lose the last game of the year, the most special memories I have are the last game of each year. And when we get to, because we shed just just as many tears when we won the last game as when the years we've lost the last um, because the reality set in that this group will never be together. And that is always something to tell the guys and, and preach to them to value and to not forget is this team this year will never be together. And even though maybe, you know, some years like this year, we only have two seniors, but these returning guys will never get to play with Brandon Brothers and Gentry. And so, and those are two special guys. And so for me, the most special memories I have of our seasons is always the last game of the year, win or lose, that when we go into that locker room and everybody's shedding tears, um, the way that the coaches honor the seniors and the way that, you know, the returning guys in the future honor our senior class is a tradition that we have um, developed and something that they they come to expect that that's a special moment when we get a chance to say thank you to guys who have given everything. Because in our program, if you make it to your senior year, you know, like you've given a lot. You've given a lot. You've you poured out everything you have uh, because that is the expectation. And and ultimately, every senior we've ever had has not just done it because they're expected to. They've gotten to a point where they love the idea of the journey of getting to a 
Jackson and doing it for their team, for their brothers. So, yeah, that's the last locker room is always special. And that's what I remember from my senior in college is the way my team honored me, my coaches honored me and our other seniors uh, for simply giving everything we had, you know, knowing it was our last time we were going to put on it. Um, so that that's my favorite. Each year is special. Definitely. One of uh, Rent's old adages is, if they're keeping score, we want to win, but winning doesn't define us. So as you look at um, how you define success on the court versus defining success off the court and building great, creating that good fathers and good husbands, yeah. Versus we look about the on the court, how are you, as a collective body, going to determine success? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that is a good question. And, and certainly on the court, the win column is a part of it. Uh, we always we always do want to say that, you know, we feel like if we can get, traditionally, if you're in the top four in the conference, you have a chance to go to Kansas City, sometimes top three. Um, that will all change next year when we go to one division uh, the following season. Um, there will be a different play playoff structure, and it'll be it'll be more difficult to get to Kansas City. But in general, um, certainly one thing we're striving for every year is to is to do everything we can to win the conference, which is hard. There's so much parity. There's so many good teams, good players, great coaches. Um, so it's a hard thing to do. It's hard to win in our league. Um, but that is definitely a a bar and a standard that we set, and we have every expectation to try to hit it every year, even though we don't always do it. Um, the next thing is, I think, to me, people know when they walk in our gym, when they walk in the pit, there's something different about, at least I hope, when you watch Vanguard basketball play. Whether whether we win that game or we don't win that game, there's a few things for me that mean we are achieving. Because the ball doesn't go in every night, and sometimes it really goes in for the other team. And there's so many things that go into winning. Um, but we certainly always want people to walk in our gym and watch us play or on the road and say there's something different. Um, look at how hard they play. Look at the way they compete for each other. Look at how tight their huddles are when there's a dead ball situation. Look at the level of urgency they play with from the bench. Look at the way the guy on the end of the bench is engaged. Look at how locked in everybody is in the huddle. And again, we're never going to be perfect in that, but we are striving to give perfect effort to give everything we to do what leads to success, which is all in, two feet in, all the time. Um, being a high-level communicating team, um, being, we, you know, one of our goals every year, we use the word put-ups, which is the opposite of put-downs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, put-downs create negative momentum and, and negative energy, and put-ups do the opposite. They fuel your bus, they, they keep it moving, um, they build belief into each other and all that. And so we always say one of our goals every year is we want to we want to lead the country in put-ups, you know? Yeah. And there's no measurement for that. Nobody's statting that the way you stat other things. But we feel like if we're a team that leads the country in put-ups from the bench, on the court, in practice, um, and we truly take a hold of that and make it our own, um, if we have enough talent those years, we're going to win. You know, our guys are going to believe it's going to be high. Our guys are going to keep finding a way to do it. Um, and, you know, if we don't have enough talent, we still have a chance to win every night because we're going to be building momentum that puts us in position. To and that's when the experience is more. When guys are creating positive momentum for each other, in the way they communicate with each other. Um, that's the way you see a lot of small victories that ultimately help everybody say to this season's a big victory because of the experience. So we want to give them a great experience. That's our number one goal for success. Yeah, I know research shows that uh, the most successful teams touch the most, give the most high fives yep. and things like that. So it's basically the verbal um, version of that with your put ups and things like that. So now moving off the court, you know, when they're five, ten years out of Vanguard basketball, what, what do you hope that our our young men are 
are taking away from them? What's what's staying with them yeah. as they move on? For sure, we we actually defined that um, early um, when I first got here. I remember I'll never forget. It was uh, it was myself and and uh, Coach Boomer, Coach Levi, uh, Boomer Roberts, Levi Seekins, and Brad Davis and George Tuttle. That was our first staff, and we all got together. Um, and we, we started talking early about defining success, defining what are the things we want to see when we, you know, to Bob's point, you know, Bob Wilson always said they begin with the end in mind. And so for us, we wanted to do that as a staff. We looked ahead and said, let's begin with the end in mind. What do we want to be able to say about our program? And specifically, what are the men in our program doing down the road in five, 10 years? Um, knowing that our job is not to change anybody. Our job is to plant seeds, to grow, to develop, to water and to be faithful to keep showing up for these guys to help them through the times where they do need to learn. And so as we as we did that, we defined that the number one thing we want to be able to say about our program, um, which is still a theme, and, and our boomer's doing this in his program now, is faithful uh, husbands um, and, uh, and loving fathers. Um, and that really defines, and the one thing that we know is the only way for that to really be um, possible and to be able to say is if they have the love of God in you know, because life is hard and life is going to knock them down. And we always tell the guys, the storm is coming. At some point this season, the storm is coming. Down the road in your life, the storm is coming because this life is not um, everything that we hope for all the time. And so for us, we wanted to create as many scenarios, whether it was a competitive environment in practice or things we did off the court. We always wanted to create an environment where guys were learning to handle adversity rightly and correctly and not damage relationships in the midst of the storm. And so that, that applies to post-game when you win, it applies to post-game when you lose, and, you know, all those kinds of um, And so that, that's the benchmark is, is faithful husbands, loving fathers. We won't know, for what, you know, how we did in those areas um, for a while down the road, but we hope that we planted and watered and seen enough growth that we know that each of the guys, when they leave our program, they've got strong convictions about who they are and where they're going. Yeah, and one of the ways you do that is through your staff. We, we got one of the deep in the conference, and I'd also argue that you got one of his coaching staffs. Yeah, for sure. So you got, you know, between TK, our, you know, head assistant, all the way down to our volunteer assistants, like yeah. Kevin Heenan, who have been here for over a decade as well. Absolutely. What are their strengths, and, and how are they going to be able to impact your your guys on and off the court? We really do. I don't, I don't say this lightly at all. We... <laughs> I don't like playing the comparison game, but I really believe we have the best coaching staff in the country. I mean, at our, at our level, we've been blessed to have some guys, um, and of course, I'm going to be biased on that, but um, we have we have guys on our staff that, frankly, just, they love, they love mentoring young men, and they love being around the game, and they have so much to offer. Like, Kevin Heenan was one of the, Kevin Heenan's probably one of the best players to ever play in basketball history. Played at Cal State Fullerton when they went to the Elite Eight. He understands everything about the game. He understands shooting. He understands player development, all that. But really, the biggest role Kevin plays is mentoring. Um, is mentoring the guys and teaching them how to do life well. Uh, coach Mack is the same thing. Uh, Lyle McIntosh. He's a Hall of Fame coach from the state of Washington. State championship coach. Is a high school coach up there. Um, his son is a uh, is now one of the assistants at Cal Baptist, where. My college assistant is the head coach, Rick Roy, um, and Coach Mack is like one of the best basketball minds I've ever been around. But again, more important than that, he understands development of people. He understands relationship. He understands, um, you know, even though he's like 
he's at an older stage of life too. He understands like what these guys are feeling and going through now because he's so in tune with everything um, that they're doing. So there's just so many, there's so many amazing qualities about like those two assistant coaches. And then, and then we've got Sele, who's a former player with TK, who, uh, who does an amazing job. He's going to be a great coach. Um, and he just brings a level of energy contagious to the guys. And then our two new guys this year, um, Colton Coima, who was a, he was a two-time first-team All-American at Northwestern College. He was an amazing player. They beat us here in the pit, actually, a couple of years ago, his senior year. And, and his coach, the guy named Chris Corver, phenomenal coach. He'll be a Hall of Fame coach someday. He's the uncle of Kyle Corver, who played in the NBA. Um, but, but he said Coima is just off the charts, told me about him. It turned out his wife had a job here in admissions, and it worked out perfect to bring him on staff. And he's added so much already. And then Connor Van Dyken uh, is from Montana originally. He played Seattle Pacific four years, winning program there, great D2 program. And he brings another element, and he's, he's a young guy that connects with the guys really well, plays a great kind of combo, your big brother and mentor role because he's just been through it recently. And so our, our, co- our coaching staff is really dynamic. There will be a lot of guys on the bench, which is always fun for us. But we try to give them all some jobs that make sense or in their wheelhouse and that they can really execute on. Uh, they just bring so much wisdom. I just, yeah, I love it. And then, of course, TK is just, he's hes ready. He's uh, hes going to be a great head coach. Uh, he's hes prepared for whatever's next, whenever that opportunity comes. If it happens, it's supposed to happen, but he's going to be a great head coach. So how many days we got left before season starts? Do you have the number on the top of your head? I, I actually don't, but what is today? The, today is the, the 8th. We play the 26th, so we're, we're 18 days out. 18 days out. Yeah. Right there. That's awesome. Uh, we'll be on the road at Concordia. Yep. That, that might be a difficult game for you. You might not know who you want to win as a Concordia alone. No, we've uh, Coach Hammond, who who I play for, is uh, he's simply the best in the business. Um, I've been wondering for years when a Division One school is going to recruit him away from there. It hasn't happened, but he uh, he is an amazing coach, uh, phenomenal leader. Builder of men, he understands. Uh, he understands the game. He understands life, and he uh, he gets his guys to compete at a level that very few match. I mean, if you ask anybody, NAI D two on the West Coast, one of the most dynamic programs out there in terms of like how hard the guys play, uh, the culture they create, all that. I mean, Concordia is and has been for twenty years off the charts. Um, and so we love playing that game always as our first game of the year because it's really going to show us, you know, where we're at. Um, and where we get exposed. I think the last year they were in the GSAC, we split. Um, we split games the year before that. We swept them and we won it. And since then, 2016 on, um, we have not beat them in the exhibition game. Um, that's uh, And I think it makes sense. They're just such a machine early. Um, last year was a close one. We, had, we were in position. We could have got them potentially down the stretch, but they made more plays and closed it out, a close one. Um, and then this year, I think their team is actually going to be a bit better. So that'd be a great test for us, one of the top B2s, and we'll, we'll see where we're at. But it's, it's going to be fun. I always love it. Uh, yeah, fun fun environment, great campus, and, and it brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, so this year we're on the road at Concordia, but then we flip back and forth between hosting the pit, then taking that on the road about south here. So after the exhibition, uh, what's our first official county game? After yeah, that? then we open. We've got La Sierra on November 2nd at home. Um, and they uh, they hired a new coach this year, so I don't know a lot about their roster yet. I haven't really dove in, but um, I'm sure they'll be doing some new stuff. And then right after that, we've got Chapman at home on the following Wednesday on the 6th. 
And Chapman is a, is a great player, uh, a Division three Sky at Conference. And the uh, coach there does a great job. Uh, they are they're just a phenomenal execution team, um, and they have really good local players. That are a, lot, a lot of times guys that even people hardly maybe overlook, miss on, whatever. Um, and they get uh, you know they, they get really good players and have a really good program. So those will be two fun home openers in the pit, um, and then. Following that, I guess we got three in a row at home. Then we got uh, University of Antelope Valley, uh, who was in an NAI Division II last year. Really good program. We beat them in overtime up there. Um, and then after those three home openers, uh, then we actually traveled to Georgetown College and play defending national champs. And they're, they'll be preseason number one in the country, and, and deservedly so. They probably will be the top. They probably will be the top team in the country. There's loaded with talent, really well coached, great program. Ton of respect for Coach Briggs out there, the job they do. Um, so we play two games out there, opening the Georgetown. So, awesome. so a tough start. Well, we got uh, 32 contacts to to get enough wins to get into the national championship and go back to Kansas City for back back years. So all that will start on October 26th, a scrimmage down at Concordia. So Ryan, we, we thank you for being a part of the inaugural Coach's Corner here. On, this is awesome. On the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Vanguard Athletics Podcast and Corner, inaugural episode here. And obviously, you just heard a great conversation, Jeff Mel, Rhett Soliday, basketball coach at Vanguard. And Jeff, I mean, obviously, an awesome conversation. You know, Rhett is one of a kind. And um, what are maybe some things that you know you took away from from that as you were able to talk with it to know his heart a little bit better? I know you know him really well, but um, just even out of that, what have you got out of it? Yeah, one of the things that I had actually just heard for the first time was um, I knew they went on their retreat and ranch. I didn't know any story behind the ranch. Um, you know, obviously, Brad, Dave, and Erica had been in the pit for forever. So knowing that, I never was a passion of theirs and, uh, you know, started there with the hitching post. That's that's really amazing. Um, I grew up around, like, kind of the Royal Family Kids Camp model, and it's, it's something similar to that. And it was just awesome to hear um, these guys, you know, a bunch of – some of these guys have never – They've never played together yet, and so you know we got the 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 transfers, got a couple freshmen coming in, and for them to bond over something, um, you know, with horses and then the physical aspect of that, that's something that you know not a lot of teams around the country are doing in their preseason. A lot of times it's just X's and O's, making sure you stay academically eligible. But one of the things I really appreciate about Vanguard Athletics and our men's basketball coaching staff specifically, how they they're so intentional with diving in their student athletes' lives, and, and they're they're planting seeds in there that they might never come to fruition during their time at Vanguard. But, you know, they're playing a little bit of the long game and saying, we really want to make great husbands, great fathers down the road, change their their entire community, impacting one person. Yeah, and that's what I think Rhett has such an incredible job of that. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, you were able, to obviously, to have the conversation, but we're able to kind of share that with you as well. So um, I think looking forward to the next episodes as we get moved into it, that's the heart behind it. I mean, we're looking to share. Obviously, we, we started with stories of uh, sharing the student-athlete stories, but who are the people behind the student-athletes? Maybe those Ritz, obviously, is a great one. And so we're excited to, to start sharing those stories with Comfort It's Like. So once again, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please do subscribe to the podcast and, and tell your friends and family. Share it. The more views, the better. Once again, we don't share our stories. We care anything else. We're not looking for any, anything else outside of just people hearing the stories and what we have to do. Uh, yeah, feel free. Listen in. Thanks again. And uh, subscribe. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much again.